Welcome back to Comadriando Hour. Time to spill it. So we're here for our third episode of season two. So excited to be here. And it's been really great to hear from you all on the new episodes. It's it's just great to have your support. We want to thank you so much for being here with us, listening to our thoughts and experiences, our giggles, our random shit talking. Um, (laughs) I know many of you have said you can relate to what we talk about, and that makes us really, really happy. We're we're just like excited to be able to create that space with y'all. Yes. And if you're new here, welcome to our crazy world that is the Latino world that is us. But um, this podcast is a safe space for our comadres to laugh, cry, and heal with us by sharing our journeys in life as Latinas, while also shedding light to issues in our communities. Join us on our Comadreando Hour show as we spill it and bring social justice perspective to our thoughts and perspectives on various issues that are important to us and our communities. So just a quick recap on our previous episode. We had our comadre Teresa Tova Page um, come share with us her newest book, Death Under the Persides, which is a mystery novel that takes place on a cruise heading to Cuba. Ooh. Ooh. So if you're into those, you know, those scary mystery novels, um, we definitely recommend take a take a look at the book um, and check out the episode. Yes, because it's a good one. It was fun. You can also check out our first season um, where we had episodes focused on smashing the patriarchy in our lives, making friendships in the digital era, astrology, um, and sharing about our individual experiences during the early COVID quarantine. Um, yeah, and once again, we appreciate your support and we hope to have you keep listening. Yes, and before we continue with our episode, we would like to just mention that we are a podcast that is supported by latinachicaspeaksmagazine.com, and we hope you will check out the magazine, but also our podcast page, which is on their website. If you check it out, go on latinachicaspeaksmagazine.com, hit podcast, and then hit comadreando hour, and you can find us, a bio about who we are. Um, what our podcast is about, episodes, um, and so much more. So many things we have been doing. We've done collaborations with other podcasts. Check that out. Um, if you enjoy Instagram, we are on Instagram. It's super fun for us, Comadriando Hour. Um, you can find us on TikTok at Comadriando Hour. And you can also find Gabby's Tiendita at underscore me underscore and the o is a zero i know it's really cute so and you can also find her on her website do you want to tell them where they can find your website amiga yeah for sure you can find us at www.saboramishop.com and yeah come check it out statement pieces to you know channel your inner baddie and lastly, um, if you enjoy our podcast, please consider donating. Just go on the website, latinachicaspeaksmagazine.com, hit donate. Any um, funds that go to the magazine really is for all of us. We're all part of the magazine. We're all part of these um, podcast families. Um, 
I'm actually a co-host of or part of all the podcasts. So I can promise you that any funds go to um, our podcast and we all use similar equipment. So it's seriously for all of us. And thank you in advance if you do check us out and if you do donate, we highly appreciate it. And in 2022, we're bringing it back with the tea time segment. Um, I love this segment. Just, you know, our little personal tidbits, chismes, just random things happening in our lives. So I'll go ahead and get us started because this is a little funny story that, you know, every time I share it, people are like, what? Like, they don't believe me. (laughs) I know I didn't. And then you told me another one and I was like, okay, this is not, this is real. (laughs) But I'll let you tell the story. (laughs) Yeah, so I've had various instances where um, cats follow me. And unfortunately, I was raised to be fearful of cats. Um, I was born in Mexico, grew up in Mexico for part of my childhood. And people don't fuck with cats in Mexico the same way that they do here, you know, like cats there's they're more like stray and they're like wild so people are scared of them or they like you know try to do bad stuff to them and so cats are sometimes mean because they're on the streets they really are though like i'm a dog person i'm i'm totally biased on this topic (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm a dog person too so i'm i'm biased too but i just want to like explain you know give some context where these feelings come from So when I was little, like my grandma got bit by a cat um, and she had to get rabies shots and it was a whole, you know, it was a whole fiasco. And I feel like that's where my understanding of cats comes from. Um, But a few years back, um, I was I was parked in my neighborhood. Um, This was the first instance and this was like the weirdest one. Um, (laughs) I was parked by my neighbor uh, here in my neighborhood and I was sitting in my car waiting for somebody that was getting something out of their car. And there was a cat sitting in the middle. The cat was just like watching us, you know, sitting in the middle of the street. And I kind of said like, this dumb cat's going to get ran over. Why is it sitting in the middle of the street? And then it like heard me. And then it walked over to me and I was like, Oh crap, it's coming. You know, like I was like all scared. And this freaking cat literally jumps up and tries to get in through my window. Like my car window was open and the cat tried to get in. Because that's normal. (laughs) Right? Like, do y'all cat owners, like, is that normal? No. It was super weird. And you just saw like the little, people didn't believe me, but the little claws were like marked on the car. Like it was like, (laughs) you know. And um, it also happened to be Friday the 13th. So it kind of just like put me on edge a little bit. But fast forward to recently, there's been like more cats, like stray cats in the neighborhood or quote unquote outdoor cats. But, you know, I just call those street cats, too. But yeah, like I was sitting in my car and I saw a cat from like far away. And then, you know, like that time in between, like when you open the door and you're gathering up all your shit. And, you know, you're holding it in like 10 hands. And the next thing you know, I turn around and the cat was like trying to get in the car. Oh like, my God. Again. 
And I just like screamed and I was like, obviously freaking out. And I think it was at night too. That one was at night. And so the last one, like two weeks after that, I was in a shopping center. I was going to go get like, I had an appointment and I was waiting for them to let me in to the suite. And um, I'm just like standing there waiting. And next thing you know, there's a cat behind me, like just white, like waiting for me. And this wasn't really like a place. It was again, it was a shopping center. So it wasn't yeah. totally like, why is this cat here? Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was told by a spiritual person that um I keep seeing cats because I'm similar to them and I just don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't identify with them a lot of times I'm scared of them but yeah well, what did they say what did they say you share with the cats like what personalities mm. or what characteristics yeah like the personality traits like independence like fears and I don't know what else but I, I, I kind of like yeah you I sound like really... you tuned out like you sound like you weren't about it <laughs> it was hard for me to be like yeah me and these cats like we vibe in you know you're like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to get a cat I, either. I didn't really look further into it, but maybe I need to do that and, like, heal my relationship with cats. Yeah, I kind of was forced to like cats. Like, my partner had them, and I just had to. Like, there's Adapt. just no choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I really like my partner, so I know that there is stories, right, where it can, like, be the breaker of a relationship, you know? Like, right yeah. now, I know there's, like, these people who are trying to get rid of their dog because the dog wouldn't um did not like the husband and it's been two years and I was like, oh my oh. gosh <laughs> yeah I was like oh that's messed up and then it was like two years and I was like oh yeah okay he's tried I'm sure like so it came down to like me or the dog and I'm like oh that's it's tough um so yeah oh, that, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I can see how that can happen. So for my tea time friend, I have something that's important for both of us. Um, Very, very special. Are you ready? Yes, spill it. Uh, We are officially going to be one year old as a podcast this month on January 25th. Yay! Can't believe it. (laughs) I can't believe it either. And it's like, I remember how it happened. Do you? Do you remember how our love story happened with our podcast? <laughs> Match made in heaven. Yes. It actually started because, like I said before, I co-host the, well, I run the Latina Chica Speaks magazine podcast. And I had Gabby on the show and we were talking about um, your store, actually, right? Mm-hmm. And we had such a blast and like, I seriously never edited a podcast episode up to that point um, where I want to say more than 60% of it was laughing and giggling. No, it was like, I get it, I guess like a 40%, you know, because it has to be talking, but it was a lot. And I was like, you know what, what is this? And I just had a lot of fun. And, and then you felt the same way, right? Yeah. So how did you like? What was it like for you? Like, if somebody was to ask you the the story, the origin story of how this happened, how would you explain that moment? 
Yeah, I think it was it was just like an instant connection, chemistry. Um <laughs> este yeah. match.com but for podcasts. Yes. Um, <laughs> none of that real. I'm like I'm not marrying her. We're both taken, but match me in heaven for creativity. Yeah, and I think um it's interesting because sometimes we want to work collaborative co- uh, collaboratively and we, you know, we haven't found somebody to meet our energy. And I feel like me and Anna really um, met each other that way and kind of balance yeah. each other that way also. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of bring different things to the table that just make this collaboration great. And yeah, I just remember us having recording that episode and having had like such a blast doing it that we were like, yeah, we have we have to keep this going. Yeah, somehow, some way. <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> and then they, we were like, let's just start a podcast. You're like, I always wanted one. I was like, cool. True. And here we are a year later and we are in season two. And we are currently recording our third episode. So it's really crazy. It's it's awesome. I don't know um, if I had envisioned it this far. Um, I know I wanted it to go this far. But you just never know, right? Like how far projects will go. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just really happy we're still going strong. So, hey, get ready for episode four. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much, everyone, for being on this ride with us. And I did want to bring that up as tea time because it's important and special. But I also just wanted to give a shout out to you guys, because seriously, if you guys weren't listening, um, what are we doing this? for and you know continue to give us your feedback and and tell us what you want to hear next because we really seriously want this to be a platform for all of us not just for our stories but for everyone and for whatever um like we said any community issues that need to be talked about we definitely want to be you know in part of that discussion right gabby for sure definitely (laughs) thanks for being with us yes Do you want to start our actual topic of the episode? Yeah. So today we wanted to get into something um, fun. We know y'all love those fun episodes. So can we get a drum roll, please? The topic of today's episode is stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Yes. Yay. And what do we mean by that is that we want to talk about our childhood dreams. Like, what did we envision for ourselves when we were small? And did we follow them? Like, are we doing what we envisioned when we were little, right? Um, and I think this is a cute and fun episode, and we really hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, so let's get into it. Um, we all have aspirations, goals, and dreams. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes we're not always so good at listening to our gut. Um, we put those dreams away or we forget about them or, you know, thinking kind of more broadly, sometimes our life circumstances can get in the way of those dreams. Right. Um, sometimes it's not even about us not wanting it. It's just some things can be very hard to attain. Yeah, I agree. And now there's no way for us to predict where we would have been or what paths we would have taken, But what we want to do for this episode is take a walk down memory lane with our young selves or our baby selves 
and remember or recall like what we um we're envisioning for ourselves in the future you know we had all these little dreams so um what about you Gabby do you want to start yeah and so hopefully this episode will inspire you all to think about your younger self um I know there's there's a lot of um you know when we do work on ourselves there's a lot of like bringing awareness to like our child self right yeah um our younger self and honoring them and helping them feel safe and protected right but also like thinking about it you know it doesn't have to be like in a sad way but just like what were you know your hopes and dreams that you had as a kid so maybe it'll it'll scratch you know the surface a little bit with that we had to dig a little deep to remember these right (laughs) like I had forgotten myself um and I don't know what that was. I, I think I, we had talked about it right when we were um, working on this. And I was trying to think, why can't I remember what I wanted to be when I was younger? You know, like there was a lot of these things. And I think it was just that you have so many of them, right? Like I didn't have like a set one where I was like, yeah, that's the one. You know, it was mm-hmm. just like a various of things. Um, so, yeah. So what was yours? friend like what were your dreams before I get into mine because I feel like yeah if I'm pesar and I want to hear yours first (laughs) (laughs) okay so I think like throughout a bunch of different points of my life I wanted to be a teacher um just always have loved education and school and um one of like the biggest memories I had as a kid was like I went to public school in Mexico And then when I came here to public school, I was like, holy cow, like they got money here for school. And I know like I know (laughs) I know that's like right now, especially that's probably not a point that we would believe. (laughs) We feel definitely schools are underfunded, but coming from another country and seeing the education here and like we had like stickers and crayons and like construction paper. Um. And it was just like, for me, that was really special. So throughout my life, I've always really valued education. I always, as a little kid, I think it really does come down to the things that you're exposed to and that you see. Um, Because I would go to school and I would love it. And so I was like, I want to be a teacher. And I remember like in third grade, for example, like all of my friends wanted to be teachers. Like that was all, well, the girls at least. So I have a feeling like a lot of us girls really identify with that. whether for good or for bad right sometimes maybe we're tracked also into certain like certain like fields yeah Yeah. or tasks or talents like secretaries right yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hear you I hear you um but aside from that I had like three main ones that I was just like really always excited about um when I was growing up I actually grew up in the town of Carpinteria which is a beach town um and because we were on the coast um a lot of our field trips were related to like the ocean and beach stuff so like for example we visited um the Channel Islands we visited like one of the islands in fourth grade I think and then in fifth grade we had like an overnight trip at um Catalina Island which is like the touristy one, but we stayed like on the science side. There's like one side of it is like for science learning. Um, 
And then later, I also really memorable experience was going to visit um, the Marine Biology Center at UCSB. That was also like a field trip that we had. And all of those things, I've always loved the ocean um, since I was a little kid. Like my parents always took us to the beach. Um, but yeah, I feel like all of these things really shifted like my mentality to want to like I want to work in the ocean you know I want to be a marine biologist like it'd be so so cool yeah like it'd be so cool to live on an island and like go snorkeling all the time look at fish and then little creatures that nobody else gets to see (laughs) also did I mention I'm a Pisces you know so I do have like a calling for the water I was Um, gonna mention that but again I'm not into astrology but I was gonna like kind of mention it (laughs) You were just going to jab me on the side with it, huh? Um. Yeah, just like a little side, like, I wonder if it has to do with the fact you like fish or you are fish or two fishes. I forget what it is. <laughs> you are fish. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, back yeah. to the point as to why I'm not good at <laughs> astrology. <laughs> okay, so that was like a big one. Um. Another one that also, so I think all of these were like early on in elementary school. Um, so in fourth grade, that was like my favorite is year ever, best year ever of school. Um, I had <laughs> best year of my life. Best year of my life. <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. Um, yeah. So I had um a really cool fourth grade teacher who did art with everything we did in class. Like he was just like, I don't know if he had been teaching for a long time. He was just like on it. Um, his classroom was like amazing. He would like, he played the guitar. He would like sing songs to us. We had like a little tank full of like trout and we were like learning how the trout are born and stuff. Um, Marine he, biologist it, over here would again, remember yeah. the trout. Again. <laughs> Pisces, Pisces, Pisces. No. But um <laughs> you see, I feel like everything comes back to that. <laughs> You're all connected. See, I told you, Anna. <laughs> there maybe there is something to this astrology thing, Anna. Maybe you should give it a chance. Okay, okay. Well, moving on. That was last season. This is this season. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to hear the astrology episode, go back to season one. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless. But yeah, like he did everything was like an art assignment and he was just like super positive. And like I had recently just come from Mexico. So I felt like he was just always hyping me up. Like I had learned English really fast and he was like, wow, like this is amazing. You're like a genius gifted child. Um, He was like super positive person in my life. And um, I remember there was one time we did a painting and he was like this painting is amazing like you should enter it into an art contest and um I ended up winning first place so secretly it was always a dream of mine like to be an artist I didn't really communicate it too much with people yeah but secretly and (laughs) I mean you got first place I mean that's pretty (laughs) validating (laughs) no más así my painting is like still hanging up in my mom's house is cute or whatever um but yeah like art has always been like very important to me um and then last but not least um 
I think it was also in fourth grade. There was a lot going on for me in fourth grade. In fourth grade, um, it was a heck of a year for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was very formational. Um, but yeah, like I used to, I mean, maybe some of y'all remember. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, still to this day. But, um, you know, on the Spanish radio talk shows, there's always like an immigration lawyer, right? That comes on and gives like free advice and you call in and they give updates and this and that. Or even on Don Francisco, I think that show, también, they, I think there was a lawyer that would go on on that show too. But I just remember being a little kid and hearing those lawyers and like, oh my God, like they're so smart. They know like how to help people. Like, in just a tremendous way, right? Like, especially when it comes to immigration struggles, which was like part of my story. Yeah. And so many um, of the Latino community, which is why Don Francisco's segment was so important, right? Like that mm-hmm. there's this um, resource that's that's giving a platform, like the podcast, right? Like we see it very similar. Like you're able to give this resource to more people by airing it in this platform, right? Um mm-hmm. So you see this, these lawyers come on Don Francisco and people ask these like very real concerning questions that they have that most of us have anyways, right? And when they answer them, they're not only for the audience, but for us at home too, right? Like, or the person who asked the question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a, like a big synergy, right? Like, and Don Francisco, by the way, y'all, if nobody knows, if you're listening, you're like, what is Don Francisco? It was like <laughs> the thing to watch on a Saturday. Like, and it was like for hours on end. And I want to say like, it ended like at midnight. I, for me, it felt like five in the morning or something. Like it felt forever trying to like make it to the end of Don Francisco. For me, it was like, will I make it to the end of Don Francisco? This, will I find out who wins the key to the car? Will they go and get a car? <laughs> And sometimes I did not find out. Most of the time, actually, I did not find out. Um, I would always fall asleep. But yeah, I like that's why it's so important, right? To to have those kinds of resources and in segments like that or shows that are so popular that people will be able to hear it. You know that we, mm-hmm. which is the point, right? And you were inspired. That's the point, right? Like, yeah, I was inspired. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to be like one of these lawyers someday. I want to be out here giving people the information that they need Um, just because it's like it could be so life changing. Just having the access to information, you know, Um, and having access to these resources. And so that was something that was really inspiring to me as a little kid. Um, I was like, I want to be an immigration lawyer. Yes. Wow. So specific. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just going to be a lawyer and be immigrant lawyer. And right. Like, All right. So do you want to share yours, friend? Yes. So for me, like I said, girl, when we came up with this topic, I was like, why can't I pin anything? Like, I can't remember. Like, if if that if I even wanted to be an educator when I was young, like you talked about it and I'm like I don't think I ever wanted to be a teacher because I remember I was trying to hook up my teachers with my dad which is like a whole other like scandalous story of my <laughs> life <laughs> what the f- 
my mom tells me stories of how like I would try to hook up my dad with one of my I think it was like my first grade teacher second no it was my first grade teacher definitely trauma with my second grade teacher um years of formation I'm like I had many years of like just memories like every year I feel like I remember something different um that impacted me right Mm -hmm. but um I guess one of the things that I remember and this is something that when I was growing up, I played with my cousins because we lived in the same like block um, or even the same city. Like a lot of us lived like block by block by block, like somebody lived on one block and the next block somebody else. Or some of us lived on the literal same block or literally next door to each other and across the street from each other or above each other. Um, like it was just like a lot of family lived where I was. Um, and so me and my cousins. um, we were always together like it was always like okay los niños are gonna go outside and play you know and um I remember part of it was that we would like dance to music me and my cousins my girl cousins would dance to like Gloria Trevi, Alejandra Guzman, um even Talia you know like all this stuff and like I remember just um wearing like our like <laughs> I don't know, like, even when the quebradita was around, like, we would dance and, like, sing, and I think I always envisioned us being performers, or even myself, or, like, I enjoyed performing and dancing and singing, and Lord knows I probably had a horrible voice then as much as I do now, so it's not like (laughs) it came from a place of, like, I had hopes to be a singer or anything like that. It's just being a performer, you know, like, entertaining and having fun and having, like, a little, like, number. It, like, it was fun for me, you know, would I be a dancer? No. Performer? In, yes, like, you know, I don't know. I just felt it, you know, in my bones. Um, the other one was with my mom, especially, but with my family, I want to say in the 90s, we watched the Olympics a lot. I don't know what it was about the Olympics. I know the Olympics took place in LA at one point, but like, I don't, I don't know. I think we just really enjoyed the Olympics as a family. And I remember um, loving ice skating and the gymnasts, you know, especially like um, the performers that do the gymnasts that when they perform on on like the floor, you know, or the bar too. I enjoyed the bar too. I I don't know. The double bars. I don't know. No, 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 no. I never pictured myself <laughs> on those. Um, but ice skating was something that I felt and the gymnasts were so like smooth and like just like their moves just like were so perfect to me and like they just had like this like elegance them or like this just like the smoothness like it just made me like want to be them and like like play outside and try to mimic that you know in our four rollerblade barbie rollerblades or whatever um or even when um single bladed blades or whatever came out but it'll that was one of them and I remember there was a novela um como se llamaba oh my god I can't remember it right now damn no me recuerdo pero <laughs> it was like this whole like scene where um I, re- I don't remember if they were sisters or cousins or best friends I don't know and they're like skating and I think they were ice skating and one of the the girls like starts like trying to beat up the other girl or like does like things to like mess them oh my up. goodness 
And my cousin who was older than me would be like, hey, let's do that scene. And we did it for quite a few times because I have this memory. But she always had to be the one that's like being evil to the other skater. So I was always trying to like out like skate her like evilness or whatever, whatever she was trying to do, like trip me or throw me or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I remember that. Like, so I do remember like having like this like like fixation on like ice skating like I wanted that and we didn't really have access to an ice skating although there is two ice skating rinks and as I got older I found out that they were there like as a teenager you know like that the LA Kings had like this skating rink by my house and then there was this other one in Culver City but again like it's just being working class that's not something that um my dad was just gonna come home and be like hey let's go do something fun let's take you ice skating that just wasn't you know, there, or, you know, um, maybe if I had the interest, maybe if I had known more or something like, and I had pushed them, maybe, yeah, maybe I would have gone, right, but um, I don't think that they would have been like, yeah, let's pay a coach, and let's make you a full-on figure skater, you know, um, I think realistically, they were like, girl, you should have started when you were five or something, I don't know, I was much older, then the last one I wanted to talk about was like, I know during high school, I felt this the most that I was using comedy or like laughing or just like laughing at things at life to like get through the hardest parts of my life, right? Um, and in some ways, I think I also covered up a lot with it, but in the end, I always felt like I was always making people laugh and I was laughing with them. And that's the most positive, right? Like one, that you laugh at your own shit and that you can laugh at yourself at that. But two, that other people are also laughing because they find it entertaining. Maybe not. Maybe they were just laughing at me and I think they were laughing at my jokes. But either way, I think that's still a good performer if you can just get people to laugh. Um, <laughs> and I remember in college when I was struggling with like what I was doing, what I was going to do, I remember telling people all the time, like, if I had not come to college, I probably would be trying to be a stand-up comedian. Like, and I don't know why, but I've always compared myself to Jim Carrey. Like, I've always felt like I'm as ridiculous as an actor as Jim Carrey. Like, and I'm thinking like 90s Jim Carrey when he did like The Mask and Ace Ventura. And I'm sure some people are like, oh, God, those are such annoying movies, the Ace Ventura especially. Um, but I grew up with those and he made me laugh and his kind of like acting really like um influenced me you know um and it wasn't until like late in my high school that you started to see George Lopez um there is Mencia but there's so much around Mencia that I don't even want to really go there but he was around um and I just felt like that I could relate to that like when George Lopez came out I remember my tia got a whiff of George Lopez and it made it so uncool to like George Lopez once our adults like him right my tia <laughs> found my tia found a CD of his stand-up and we would listen I mean she would listen to it all the time like when we would eat or when we would be in the house or something just hanging out she'd be like oh let me put on the CD um and it was funny because it's like a lot of those things we could all relate to right like even generationally because my tia came here when she was like you know, in her early, I want to say preteens, you know, so she did grow up here, you know, and she can relate to a lot of that um, Mexican American experience, you know, 
And then for us, it was like just hilarious, you know, and like the jokes were funny and stuff. So um, it was a bonding time. And I do remember feeling like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like I could talk about, you know, our lives and and have people laugh and, and you know, li- like listen to them as a family. They're doing know? it. <laughs> I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> but in, in a different, in you a know, different way. setting. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah. And so like, that's what, um. I do remember wanting to do that. And another one would be like, just knowing that you have a special gift with people, right? Like I could tell that um, not everyone could talk to whoever they're sat next to. Like I, I could notice that there was certain kind of people who were like, oh my God, I'm sitting next to someone I don't know. I'm going to freak out. And I realized I had something that I liked being with people and that I enjoyed connecting with people and then once I connected I like making them laugh so there was something there I don't know but yeah those were my three things that I remember dreaming about right um and the next part we wanted to do now that we talked about our little dreams as little kids little us little selves little Anna little Gabby um we wanted to talk about why we think some of these dreams didn't follow through. We, I think we've talked a little bit about why, right? But um, a little more specifically, why do we think we went to where we're at now or why it didn't even follow through or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you um, want to go first, Gabby? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. And I think like I had mentioned, right? Like some stuff is outside of our circumstances, right? Like I think sometimes people want to say like, dream of anything you could do it um but the reality is that it's like some stuff is really hard to do right or it's gonna come like at a tremendous cost um but I think the biggest thing for me was just like fear um and fear that also came from others well some of it was my own fear um some of it came from others and I think Mexicans are professionals at, mm, how do I say this? Putting us like, down or like not dreaming yeah. big? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and, and I, I mean, I speak to the Mexican experience, but I think probably other Latino communities do this as well. But I think it's like, um, they want to prepare us for failure, right? So it's like, you're selling you know people hear that you're selling t-shirts and sweaters haha <laughs> me example and then some of the things you hear from family members is like oh like that's too expensive or like mm-hmm. you really think people are gonna pay for that mm-hmm. and so what it feels like is like you're yucking my yum right like you're putting down my shit but I guess the intention is to prepare you for when your shit fails, like you're not as sad because <laughs> we already told you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like half true, half not true, right? Like half is like really shade. But yeah, in some ways, I think they want to make sure that we are serious about what we're talking about and what we want to do, right? And sometimes shading it is the only way that they feel they can really get to the nitty gritty on whether or not you're really passionate or you're just going to let it fly. Right. Right. And if you passionately get hurt, then they know, okay, I need to really support this or, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm not a good family member or friend or whatever, but, um, I get you. So I see that as like a big contributor. Um, I think to like, 
um, fear of not being able to do it. Like, for example, me wanting to be a marine biologist, like legit, my reason for not pursuing that was I'm not good at math and science. Um, you're like, all, just not going to happen. Once you get to college, you're like, like if I'm not going to pass this, how is it? Even? Right. <laughs> and so I guess, quote unquote, being realistic, like this would be a fun job for me. But can I actually do it? Um, you know, so it's like, and, and the art thing too, right? Like, I think that mm, when we're growing up and we're like children of immigrants or immigrants ourselves, there's a lot of like, you need to find something that pays, right? Right. So it's like, could I be an artist and get paid? Yeah. Um, like most of the time there'll be our families will probably say no mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I get you so it's just being realistic within your circumstances and I think maybe nowadays maybe even before but nowadays I do see more people being artists like for a living right and but but it's a different life it's like imagining a different lifestyle than what we've been brought up in and so it's like we're trying to be realistic within what we know right like I guess anything is possible but we are we're we're operating from what we know and so then it's like well this doesn't seem real or this doesn't seem attainable um but yeah and I think the last reason is just like finding and trying out other passions it's like it doesn't always have to be bad you know um <laughs> you just you end up you might end up finding motivation somewhere else and excitement yeah. in something else and so yeah and you have other passions, right? Like that you mm -hmm. find, right? As yeah. you grow up, there's other things that become of interest, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, for me, a similar friend, like I I don't think like my family ever really knew these dreams I had. Um, I can't really say that they were like boo on them. Um, but I think I may have mentioned when I was small that I wanted to be like an ice skier or something. And I do remember feeling like they were like, girl, you're late. So I think that's why I also say it because I think I felt like that happened. <laughs> um, and I think like also with like beauty standards with our society, right? Like um, I was always thick from the bottom as like young as like probably six. So I think the media, like movies and TV shows, um, portrayal of like fit women, like women who are like athletic, right? We'll right. say like cheerleaders or like gymnasts or ice skaters. They don't really show them being thick or like that built in their legs because these are actresses, right? They normally aren't real athletic in that sense, right? <laughs> But when you see the real ones, right, the ones who like spend their like life or their early 20s or whatever, those who compete, you see that they have a lot of muscle up on their thighs, you know, and they have big calves, they have big thighs. Right. Um, and I wish I had known that before, you know, because I always said, oh, well, I'm not slim enough. Well, it's not that you have to be slim, you have to be strong enough that you have to be right. able to move your body. Um there's this account called um, Intersectional ABC, um, and um, the woman, she is um, of Asian descent, and she was talking about in one of her reels how her coach during her gymnast years as a kid 
um, commented to another young girl, like, if she can do it, if she as a fat ass can do it, then you can do it too, because the girl was thick, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, maybe I, maybe I sh- it's good I didn't, because there's still even that misconception or that horrible beauty standard, even within the actual sport, you know, if this coach believes, hey, this girl who's thicker just is so, um, just so happens to know how to work her body, you know, and that's, that's her luck versus being like, well, she's so strong. Like, you know, you guys need to be as strong as her, you know? Um, so there's like trauma, I'm sure in there, in those spaces too, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And we know this, I mean, we're looking at the gymnasts right now, us gymnasts with the case that just happened with their doctors. So there's like a other, you know, other things that happen there that, um, for women, um, it's, it's a place where it's not so safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when we even think we may be safe because it's so predominantly female right like or at mm-hmm. least the performers right and we really don't um not that we don't recognize but because we know but it's predominantly male who runs these things you know so there's a lot there but the point is is that I just did not think as a kid I was a good fit I do remember that and that's unfortunate right um being a performer, like I said, not a singer, <laughs> but, uh, I think in some ways, like, I think I always felt like my performances were with my friends and family, you know, like I was always, and still today, like whenever I'm with friends or family, like I find myself being so silly, you know, and it's my happiness, but it's being so silly and like, they're like, God, you're so crazy, right? But uh, it's just, bringing joy and like getting people out of their like seriousness and out of sometimes their funk or just taking things too serious especially in the holidays people get really tense you know and I find myself just joking with people when I see that they're really frustrated and I just go mess with them Uh, (laughs) and I learned that from my dad both of us Leo so I don't know if Gabby's gonna make a comment but um yes my dad taught me that for sure I watched him do that a lot um and and be unafraid to be silly and to be you know even as an adult I think he showed us that you can still be a child and unfortunately I I do want to point out for a lot of our parents Latino parents Latino immigrant parents even um their childhoods did not really um, equate to a childhood like in I mean that that they uh-huh. didn't get to enjoy it they didn't um, get to be kids like maybe they right. had to work maybe they had to you know my dad lost his mom and was like it was just like a bad time for him so in some ways yes I do feel like he was still trying to live his childhood through his adulthood um, mm. but in other ways I think he was just like really just silly and like that was his, you know that was his personality which I share you know that we mm-hmm. just sometimes feel like um being around people who are really tense make us really uncomfortable and we rather be giggling and laughing just about clown it. on them yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah not the I healthiest think- i'm sure but <laughs> <laughs> i think it goes both ways because it came up like it's funny that you're saying this because yeah. my dad my dad's a jokester too and See? but he can also be like he can say some shady shade so <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna say it like that I'm just gonna say it like that <laughs> it may be it may be a joke but there's something there's something yeah. and so the other day he said something to somebody he was like 
yeah, like this is, you know, instead of flipping out and saying mean shit, I'm just going to crack some jokes. And some of the jokes are mean anyways, but yeah. So I think it's, it, it's a cope. It's a way that we bond with others. It's a way that yeah. we bond with others. And it's also like a way that we cope with people who are like bothering us. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I, and I think like the other one I was saying was also being a comedian or an actress or something along those lines. Like I do feel like comedy for us is a way of communicating. And sometimes it's more innocent than we think. And mm-hmm. then when it comes out, it's like brutal you know (laughs) (laughs) savage yeah super savage but we're all but wait if I had told you straight up like it would have hurt more or so we think (laughs) right um but yeah so I those are my dreams and why I think it didn't happen but I do feel like what I'm doing now as a educator as a professor of ethnic studies like I I do feel like the classroom is kind of my stage and I think Gabby could attest to I that. I could see that. Like, after, <laughs> as I was hearing you describe this, I was like, damn. Anna's like a performer. Like, she'd be up there teaching a lesson and she was ready for, she was ready to serve. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I. It's so true. Like, I, I see it as that. Like, I see it as a moment to not perform per se, to not be myself, but be totally myself but also entertain and keep people wanting more and wanting to learn more and like be excited to come back. Like this ethnic studies sometimes gets such a bad rep and sometimes it's not even the bad rep. I've had students who are like, I just couldn't read things that tra- that came from trauma. For some people it was healing, but for me it was re-triggering, right? So uh-huh. I can't come back. And um that was like painful to hear you know but it's it's reality right so a lot of it is me trying to make sure that um people feel comfortable having these conversations but also don't feel like it's always so serious and 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 tense and and, you know and anxious like I want them to feel comfortable so um sometimes I do bring in like joyful funny things to like just liven up the mood you know and I know there's professors who throw jokes here and there but I feel like I'm not as dry as that I'm not like oh let me throw in this joke I thought of like I really feel like there's more intention that's like yeah I'm gonna go through this and then I'm gonna go through this and then we're gonna hear this and then we're gonna watch this and then like it's a whole like vibe you know and it has like a different like scene for like a and I have you guys for an hour so it was fun I I miss teaching and I can't wait to go back to teaching I'm sure people can hear it um and that's why I don't think virtual works for me because I like being with in the space with people yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah so that's our that's our episode guys thank you for listening um we hope you enjoyed that I I had fun what about you Gabby yeah definitely put a smile on my face to think about some of these things I'm like I want to go to the beach now <laughs> oh Pisces Pisces the beach yeah calls. <laughs> the water is calling oh yeah it definitely brought a smile to my face and and it's you know I I know I've talked about it my dad passed and so to have these little memories to talk about him positively and like just like remember the good times is nice too you know so I enjoyed this episode
Aw, yay. Yes. And so thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And before we go, please, please, please follow our podcast. Subscribe to the magazine's newsletter. We always put out announcements when we have a new episode. So if that's um, something you want to get an email notification of, oh, something new came out from Comadriando Hour, um, then check that out. Um, Also, you can just subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Google Podcasts, um, whatever you're listening to us from. Um, you can also always just um, follow us on Instagram too. We're always putting um, announcements out there. So follow us on Comadriando Hour on Twitter. Same thing, Comadriando Hour. TikTok, Comadriando Hour as well. But we are um, a little behind on posting videos there. So bear with us. We're trying to keep up. Um, and if you want to follow the magazine, of course, um, you can check them out on Instagram at Latina Chica Speaks Magazine. You'll see a lot of our stuff up there. Um, and if you want to go to the website and check us out, um, latinachicaspeaksmagazine.com, hit podcast and check out Comadreando Hour, but check out everything else going on there. It's fun. It's something to do. Um, maybe you're um, on a drive home or on the train and you want to entertain yourself. There's a lot going on there. Um, and lastly, if you are listening to this on a platform you normally don't use, um, check out our website again. And we have seven platforms we're on, and hopefully we're on a platform you do enjoy. And we have links there. So check us out and follow us. And please share us. Of course, please, 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 please share us. It's, um, our community keeps growing. We appreciate every share. And we hope we reach more people and um, that our stories um, touch more people. And um one of the last things we do want to say is please consider donating to our podcast we have um various things we want to do including with like reels but also like photo shoots we want to do cool photo shoots for y'all um and right now we're kind of low on funds so um check that out on donating we also have a few little items like backdrops um that we can use ourselves if we cannot get our photographer ourselves. We could do it ourselves. DIY, pew, pew. Um, so check that out if you want to support our DIY dreams, right? Like here are our dreams. Talk about dreams, here are our dreams. Um, and yeah, we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Thanks for joining everyone. Let us know if what you think about the new series. And if you want to discuss something, we hope to hear from you. So this is the part where we say bye, everyone. Bye. bye.